Welcome to Valley Community Church. Our Sunday sermons are available online to help you grow in your Christian faith. Our messages are practical and applicable truths from the Bible for today's life challenges. And now, Senior Pastor David Schmaltz. Well, this morning, we are together and we're celebrating that silent night, that holy night. And we're going to take some time this morning and connect to the one who came as a gift during that time. But it's amazing to me that right now, half of our country, this week, coming up in just a few days, will celebrate what they call an agnostic Christmas. An agnostic Christmas. That statement causes me to just scratch my head and wonder, what on earth are they really celebrating then? When they think in terms of of what Christmas is really about. And then I thought, I suppose they celebrate love. Well, the love that Christ brought when he came to the earth. They celebrate peace, maybe. That peace that Christ purchased for them with his blood. Joy, that joy to the world that everyone around the planet celebrates and takes a moment, a pause. They celebrate that joy that Christ brought when he died upon a cross, when he rose from the dead. So I think to myself, you know, really, then they're they're missing the best part. They celebrate these wonderful things that Jesus in his coming brought, but they miss the best part, and that is the forgiveness of their sins. And see, that's what Christmas is really all about. It amazes me how relatively quickly people forget about Christ in Christmas when it is so clear that Jesus is the only reason for the season. It is nothing short of a clear and what I think is almost a satanic attack to try to remove Jesus from our culture. But, you know, I think it's hilarious. Having studied history and looked at our past and every attempt of every culture to, to, to try to remove Jesus, but it can't be done. Every generation is tried. And on this morning, I really want to call every Bible-believing Christian to stand up and speak out. Why? Because the world will only know if we tell them. If we tell them. In Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and 15, it says this, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. You know, that's us. We're the ones who are sent to tell the world about this wonderful gift. And as much as it is for us to think that everybody has heard, that is far from the truth. There are many out there in our country, in our neighborhoods, that may have heard of a different gospel. Or they're not even sure what Christmas is all about. But what they need to see is our celebration. What they need to see is our joy, our peace, our forgiveness. So I call every one of us to do three things to speak out today, and to celebrate Jesus. See, that's the name, isn't it? That's the name. 
And I think we need to say it right now. Jesus. Let's say it again. Jesus. We need to tell the world, and we need to celebrate him. Secondly, we need to speak out tomorrow and tell your friends and your coworkers about the one that you celebrate, the one that you love, the one you know loves you. And then thirdly, we need to speak out every day about the reason for our hope. See, they won't know until we tell them because the story of Christmas is written on our hearts. The story of this relationship and who Jesus is is written in our lives. So what is Christmas all about? It's simple. It is about Jesus. We celebrate his birth full knowing that his birth began a supreme transformation of mankind. He is the rock that rolls, and he is the stone that causes the world to stumble. They stumble at his name, but yet they enjoy the fruit of his coming. Laws have been changed. The world understands mercy because of the mercy of God. The world understands forgiveness because of the forgiveness of God. The world understands joy and peace and love because of the coming of Jesus Christ. Our laws have been affected. Western civilization has been affected. But how quickly we have forgotten. For us this morning, Christmas is about really connecting to him. A fancy word that we often use is communion, to commune. And you know what that means? It means to share our most intimate thoughts and our feelings. It's not just taking the cup or the bread and consuming them. It's about reaching out and connecting to God. It's about taking that moment and just stopping and saying, Lord, I want to talk to you. I want to connect to you. I want to share my heart with you. I'm grateful for what you did on the cross for me. I'm grateful that you came, that you obeyed the Father and became my gift. We call him, he hears. We speak to him, and he answers. Look what it says in John. I am the the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love to bear much fruit. That's what God has shared with us. That is the point. How do we know that we are God's disciples? It's right there in the word, that we bear much fruit. When we see fruit in our lives, it's an indication that we're connected to the very one who brings that life. And what is the fruit? 
It's an increase. It's an increase in life. We take what has been given to us and we make much more. We take the seed of faith. We take the seed of hope. We take our own lives and we multiply it. That's how we know. Jesus speaks of a a withering branch. And how does it wither? Because it is not abiding in the vine. Not just occasionally connected, but abiding in Christ. Connected daily, moment by moment. So we can all get that image. We've all seen a vine with a branch, and we've seen the cluster of grapes, or we've seen the apple or the orange or, or whatever we've seen. We, we, we know that in order for that fruit to come forward, that branch has to be remained. It's a wonderful illustration that Jesus has given us. And he said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from him, when we are disconnected, then our fruit will wither. So he says, again, remain in me, and I will remain in you. You know, that's a very curious way to put it. What it tells us is that God is always on. What it tells us is that he is like the, is like the electricity that is available in our, in our sockets at home. It's always there. It's always available. It's whether we plug into it or not. It's our choice. And that's what God is trying to share with us. He says, listen, my roots go down deep. I have got sustenance for you. I've got nurture. I've got what you need in order to increase, to have hope, to have peace, to have joy, to have fruit, the fruit of your life, if we will but connect to him. And he says, if we don't connect, then we're going to wither. You know, we all know what withering is. Everybody in this room. We know exactly what it is that our, that our life be wither. We, it's that lack of joy, that peace. You know, I think of that fruit that we have in our house that's starting to go bad. It's got those little gnats that fly around. You know, where do those things come from? No clue. They're just the indicator. Man, you waited too long. Right? And that's us sometimes. We got those little flies flying around us. We withered. And why did we wither? Why do we wither? It's because we're not connected to him. It's because, it's not, and it's certainly not his fault. God has not forsaken us. God will never leave us or forsake us. God is, is not going to turn his back on us. God will never do that. He loves us. He died for us. And he, he's always on. It's whether we choose to connect to him to share our intimate thoughts, to, to, to clear the air, to, to plug into him. And how do we do that? It's, it's very simple. It's just this, that God, I need you. I recognize that no good thing comes from me without you, that you are my life-giving sap. You're what I need in order to increase. To be able to say it is well within my soul, for things to go well for me, to me for me to have a life that people can see the fruit and say, wow, where'd you get that? And you say, from my God. God has done it in me. We often do wither. And again, it's because we're no longer abiding. Jesus uses that word, abiding. Abide in me, he says, and I will abide in you. And and connect to me, because I'm always going to be connected to you. 
It's our choice. So this morning, rather than just focus on the presents and the other fun parts of Christmas, we want to take a moment to do really three things. And then we're going to take communion together to finish. But I wanted to take it in a totally different way. You know, often what we do with communion is we, we look at the bread and we look at the cup and we think, you know, they're just symbols. And we rush through it without taking the time to realize what it is really that we're doing. And letting that grace, like that life-giving sap, flow into our lives so that we might enjoy the fruit, the increase, God pouring into us exactly what we need. Because we do plug into other things, don't we? We plug into other things. We plug into things that don't give us life-giving sap. It may taste good. It might be sugar water. But in that sugar water, there is not what we need in order to increase, to grow. So I want to finish with three things before we take communion together here in just a moment. Let's commit to go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ was born and is still alive and is ready to be received by all who put their trust in him. We live in a culture. We live in a time where less and less people are hearing about who Jesus is because they're, not, they're cutting off our, their, our, our opportunities. They're closing it down all around us. So you know what? It's in our mouths. It's in our lives. They can't take that away. They can't, I mean, they can try to put a bushel, a basket over the light of our lives, but they'll never be able to do it long enough. How will they hear unless we tell them? We need to tell others. That's what Christmas is really about. It's celebrating that star all year round. Number two, let's commit to staying connected to our vine, who is Jesus. Let's not wither from our lack of spiritual nurture. If you're here today and you sense that withering, if you have a need in your life, God is here and ready for us to plug into, for us to plug our heart into him, to come in whatever, you know, Whatever shape we're in, he'll take us. He'll fill us with hope. He'll fill us with peace. He'll fill us with joy. He'll give us a way out, a way in, a way over. He'll give us everything we need. But we have to stay connected to him as the vine. And then thirdly, if you have withered in some way, then God wants to recharge us And what we need to do is commit not only to just staying connected to Jesus, but in those areas of withering, we need him to come by the Holy Spirit and to come and to heal those areas of our life, to come and let him have it. If it's sin, that that, that we would receive that forgiveness of sin and he heal our heart with with the blood of Jesus being applied so their conscience can be set free and we can experience that joy again. If it's maybe... uh, something in your body. Maybe you need healing today. God wants to heal you. God wants to heal us. But we need to let him know. We need to ask him. We need to plug in. The Holy Spirit is definitely here to meet our deepest need.
And that's when these shepherds came. They knew exactly what they were celebrating. They knew when the host of angels appeared before those shepherds. They knew what it was all about, that mankind was getting ready to get their socks blessed off. And it still happens today. On whom his favor rests. Joy to the world. It's our joy. Because his favor does rest upon us. If you ask Jesus Christ to be your savior, then his favor rests upon you. No qualification, nothing you have to do other than to just say yes to him and yes to his work in your life. So I'd like to have the ushers please come at this time. And what we're going to do is we're going to take, again, communion together, and we're going to continue to worship. Miss Andrea is going to lead us. And then we'll come back together and we'll finish with one last song before we're done today. But I want to encourage you that as we prepare to take these symbols, I want to remind you what it is all about. We're celebrating that child, that baby, yes, that gift. But that baby grew up to be a man. And he ministered to us. And then he gave his life that we might be forgiven of our sins. And then he was raised from the dead and lives in heaven forever for us right now. Alive, real, active, for us to be able to abide in him. So as we take these elements together, I just want to encourage you to take a moment to pray. Connect. As Jamie talked about, we're all about connection as a church because we feel and we understand that the reality of what we do as Christians is all about a relationship. Nothing more and certainly nothing less because he is our hope. He is our joy. He is our peace. And so I encourage you when you take those elements in your hand, those symbols of what his body that was broken for you, scourged for you and me, the cup that represents his blood. We take these into ourselves. It's kind of the ultimate symbol of accepting the sacrifice. And we can do that together as a church family. So at this time, I'd like to pray, and then we're going to begin passing these out. Lord, we thank you for this moment. Lord, this is, this is your moment. This is our moment. And Lord, in a few days, we're going to celebrate Christmas. And Lord, in all of our different ways, all of our different traditions, Lord, in some cases, Lord, we'll think back upon Christmases, Lord, that we really enjoyed as children. Maybe as young adults, or Lord, just those special moments with family or friends. Lord, we'll also think about some of the hard things that have happened on Christmases. And so, Lord, in either case, we want to draw near to you because you're waiting for us to draw near. And I pray that, God, as we connect, as we share our intimate thoughts, as we commune with you, as we draw close, Lord, I pray that, Lord, you would just set the stage for, Lord, a deeper work that we're going to pray for here in just a few moments. But, Lord, now take this time. Help us connect to you. We invite you to come, Holy Spirit. Do a fresh work in us. In Jesus' name.